Hey, so welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today I'm speaking with Bree, who's going to come on and unpack a little bit about her passion for writing. So thank you for coming on and sharing with us, you know, about your love for writing and uh, making an impact. Thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to coming on. Yeah, and so well, at least from what I understand, you are from Texas, so it's good to be connected with somebody in the same state. Yes, uh, I'm only a couple hours away from you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, about four hours away, east. Okay, okay, I got you. So let's get started with the conversation. Um, the first question is always the same. Are you a cradle Catholic revert or convert to the Catholic Church? And talk a little bit about your faith journey. What was it like growing up, middle life, and how that led you to now? Yes, thank you for asking. Um, so I am a convert. Um, I converted to the church in 2019. Um, my life was a little crazy when I was younger. That's actually how I kind of got into writing. But um, when I was a kid, I used to go with my, my parents had me like at a very young age. And they would kind of just leave me with my grandmother and she was Church of God in Christ. So I would go to church with her. She would come wake me up like 8 a.m. Be like, get ready. We're going to church. So I was raised um, Kojic, as, you know, and then as I kind of got older, I became like just non-denominational. Um, and then I want to say kind of like around 2013, I had just this kind of like I was going to start in college. And I had kind of like a, what you would call like a born again experience, you know? Um, and I became like, started to take my faith a lot more seriously. Um, and then with that, like I started to read scripture a lot. And the more I read scripture, the more I was kind of like, okay, this sounds very Catholic. Like, and I kept finding that over and over again. Um, so about up until 2019, um, so from about 2013 to 2017, I did like a lot of studying, a lot of figuring out like where I needed to be, a lot of praying, um, and ended up getting baptized in 2019 into the church. So in this journey, um, of being a Christian and a Catholic, um, were there any memorable faith moments that stood out? Yes. So what actually like brought that on was I had a dream um, and it, it just felt like a very holy dream. And in that dream, I was kind of in a bad relationship at the time. And in the dream, um, I, I just got the feeling that God was kind of telling me, like, I saw myself like in a library with a person, but I couldn't see their face. And like I was with this person, I remember like feeling like I was like a kid again and it's like I've never felt anything like that before and I just kind of got the feeling like okay like it was one of those moments where I was like maybe that's God telling me like if I follow him he will make my life he will bless me you know in that way and so that actually had a lot to do with when I got married um but I'll, I'll it'll tie in later with some of your questions <laughs> so with that said regarding your own story Advice, is there any advice for anyone thinking of becoming a Catholic? That's a really good question. So I would say in addition to like just studying scripture, that's what I did um, to really heighten your prayer life because um, you need to hear from God, especially if you're if you're um, coming from like a Protestant denomination, 
Um, you need to get confirmation from God and hear from him. If you're like me, I'm like one of those um, Ignatian type spirituality people. And I like to get those confirmations from God that I'm doing the right thing. And it's, it's funny because actually that was one of the things that led me into praying the rosary. I had the Bible open one night and I was like, God, I was like, <laughs> just one of those chances that I was like, if it's okay for me to pray the rosary, then I'm just going to flip the Bible to like a random page. Please just confirm to me that it's okay and I'm not going to get struck by lightning and so I just had like opened the bible randomly to, and it was like Luke 1 and it's like the whole like introduction of, of Mary and the Hail Mary full of grace and I was like okay so there you go <laughs> okay so you gave us a lot of good information regarding your faith life so let's move to talk about your passion for writing um so how did you get involved with writing and when did that start for you so that started when I was probably, I'm going to say around probably about eight or nine years old. Um, I went through like a series of hard times when I was younger. Like my parents had me when they were very young. My mom got pregnant with me when she was 15 and my dad was 16. Um, and they just weren't ready to grow up to say the least. When I, when I was eight years old, my dad went to prison and he got handed the he got handed the big book. He was going. He he was there for about ten years, um, and my mother she was kind of like dependent on my dad. She wasn't in college, and my paternal grandmother took got custody of me and my siblings. So it was kind of like within a year, I, I my both of my parents were kind of like ripped from me, and I didn't have like a, a foundation. And then shortly after, I lost um, my uncle, who was very close to me. He was like an older brother because my mom had me at such a young age she had a younger brother who was 16 when I was about 11 and he passed away very suddenly and kind of just writing I found writing helped me cope more than anything like with what I was going through okay that was really good information um so how don't why don't you highlight some of your favorite articles um that you've written and what about them that stands out Yes. Okay. And one thing I do want to say is I really liked your article that I read about Tupac. That was really good. Um, but <laughs> probably you. one of the, the favorites that I've, yeah, you're welcome. One of the favorites that I've written was um, a lot of the stuff that I've written with BCM, I feel kind of gives me like Black Catholic Messengers where I can kind of like let my hair down, so to speak. And like, I can write, I can write truthfully without having to worry about like, oh, if we publish this, we're not going to have to worry about, uh, you know, our readers not subscribing or, you know, I can actually write about issues that like matter, if you know what I mean. Whereas so I've run into, and some of the other publications I've written for, I won't say any names, but I've run into issues where, hey, we can't publish this because some it might upset some of our readers or, you know, something like that. Um, so I've just found that like when I'm writing with BCM, not having to worry about that I can just let it flow and I think why, why, like my work with BCM has been definitely my favorite um in particular there was an article that I wrote that kind of highlighted how the bishops don't exactly speak out about things pertaining to the black community in the article I actually called that my own bishop um Bishop Strickland Tyler because um he was saying that like not to worry about racism and it's like all a product of atheism, but there's statistics that show that otherwise that Christians are a lot more racist than atheists are. 
So it's for me, I like writing with a purpose for accountability. Yeah, thank you for highlighting the work at uh, Black Catholic Messenger. And to piggyback on what you said, I think a lot of times when you go, like, want to work and write at other sites, you know, you do have to kind of downplay or, like, dumb down your arguments because, um, or the editor tries to dumb down and, or, like, downplay what you write to appease the audience and crowd. But I think at Black Catholic Messenger, the good thing is that, um, it's a really good safe space for us black Catholics and the black Catholic voice and everything that they continue to produce and release every day always has truth at the forefront. And, um, yeah, it's just great to see truth elevated to the forefront and at BCM. That was, that was like absolutely perfect. Like it's, it just feels good to like be able to write somewhere where you don't have to worry about like trying to be hushed about the truth, you know? Especially since we're Catholic and that's what we're meant to be speaking about. Yeah, and going back to, you know, how Black Catholic Messenger elevates truth and is willing to publish what other places won't publish. I can remember I wrote a piece regarding um, international LGBTQ plus advocacy and how the pro-life movement really needs to take charge and for this issue. Um, and before I sent it to the editor at BCM, um, you know, there were a few editors who didn't want to publish it at their online magazine because um, they just didn't know how to work with it. Or they had to tell me that they had to, like, trade on fine line and worry about, um, you know, sexuality and marriage and all this kind of stuff. But I was very thankful that. You know, BCM decided to roll with it and publish the truth out on why this issue was such an important topic. And Stephen is actually, he writes with BCM. He's, I think he's a wonderful, like, great, like, such a fantastic, vivid writer. Like, whenever he's writing, I feel like I'm sitting next to him, like, experiencing his life. <laughs> How has your Catholic faith played a central role with your work as a writer? Yeah, it's kind of like what we're talking about. Um, like, for me, like the thing that drew me to Catholicism or like one of the things was just, it was constantly true. Like no matter like as before I was converting, like if there was a doctrine that I didn't like, it's like, I couldn't refute it because it's true. And as like Catholics, that's what we're, that's what we're known for. It's objective truth. You know, we have the truth about the fullness of revelation and how Christ chose to reveal his church. And that's what I want to write about. I want to write about things that are true, things that affect people as Catholics, I think it's really important that we have the ability to do that. You know, my last question is very important because when we talk about being a Catholic Christian, we talk about the body of Christ and we talk about the communion of saints. So I'm curious, um, who are your favorite saints and why are they your favorite saints? Yes. Okay. So this kind of was tying into the, the that dream I had about the library with that guy. I was telling you about the very beginning. Um, actually all came full circle when I was baptized into the church because my, as I was being baptized I was very like focused on scripture and I found some works by Saint Jerome and so Saint Jerome is a patron of libraries <laughs> and when I actually met my husband because of Saint Jerome is his patron saint as well so Saint Jerome actually kind of like brought us together and that 
dream kind of came full circle. It's like, okay, this is who I was with in the library. Like, and I'm fully Catholic. So I followed God and God delivered on his promise to me. Oh, St. Jerome. And then, yeah, St. Jerome. And then uh, St. Ignatius of, of Loyola, he's another one of my favorites. Um, I remember we had like a, a spiritual like retreat before, like the, the weekend before I was going to be baptized. I didn't know what St. Ignatius of Loyola was the patron of. I just had found his spiritual writings in like a, a PDF and I started practicing them. And I just, I asked for his intercession the night before, because as a, as a convert from a Protestantism, I was actually like, this is really cool. We can talk to the saints and they let us know they're here. <laughs> so um, I prayed for, like, I asked St. Ignatius of Loyola for his intercession that the retreat that I was going to attend the next day would go very well. And I didn't know he was the patron saint of retreats at that time, but he actually is. And the retreat went very well. Like it was, it was actually a very kind of like transformative experience for me because like I could just feel the Holy Spirit really strongly with all the converts there. Like there was a moment where we all were just kind of like sitting there crying as we were like sharing our faith. It was almost kind of like a little mini Pentecost moment. Well, I definitely appreciated your time today, and I know that your voice is a one much needed in our church, and I appreciate you being a strong black woman in our church, providing you know crucial facts and highlighting the issues and the topics that we need to focus on, and we continue to elevate your voice with your work. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yes, and listeners can pray for you and the work that you do. And may your ministry and the work that you do um, provide much fruit. And you guys can tune in to the next episode of Saintly Witnesses.